good, everybody. Welcome to The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, the man that was just doing stupid things on YouTube. It's RJ Ochoa. What's up, RJ? How goes it, Stats? Great to be in your presence. Great to see you're feeling better. Uh, the things I care about most in my life are my faith, my family, my friends, and your well-being. And I know you were under the weather earlier this week, so glad to see that you have bounced back like the warrior that you are. Oh, I appreciate that. It is good to be back. And man, I was in a bad way earlier this week, but happy to be back. Uh, I wish things were going better with my team, but we're going to get to that. This is going to be a great show for you because this is going to be a pound the 49ers type of show, which I know you've just been waiting for. You know, I um, I don't really like hate the 49ers, if I'm being honest with you. Like every team, I think this is a subject we should explore deeper into the offseason when we get to like way past the draft and stuff like that. But like, I know the Cowboys and Niners are like rivals, and we talked about this on the lead up to the playoff game that San Francisco won, uh, that Dallas embarrassed themselves in. And like, it just doesn't like inspire hatred for me. Like, I don't hate the Niners or the Steelers in the same way that like some older Cowboys fans do. I get it. Um, but like, I kind of missed the boat there, like from a time perspective. You know, I hate other teams a lot. Like, I hate the Packers more than I hate the 49ers, if that makes sense. Okay. I can appreciate that. I, I can't tell you which teams you should hate the most, but. I mean, typically, yeah, Cowboys and 49ers fans don't really get along. We're going to talk about Debo. We're going to talk about the teams having the worst offseason, which I think you can figure out one of the teams we're going to put on that list. But before we get to all of that, we want to remind you that the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, who's an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, <clears throat> excuse me, and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. RJ, we always encourage people, rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. If you take the time to leave a review, I have said that we will take the time to read it, and I may rue those words because Arwin the Fox left us a five-star review. That's all that we counts. Five-star. Incredibly star, grateful for. Thank you. It is so long, I, I don't even know if I can read it all. It's incredible. This is like war and peace. He lists off the hosts that he likes, and he includes... Are we on the, the list? Yes, the names of the sites and... Are our ours there? Fullness. Yeah. Let's kick okay. off this review by saying that RJ Ochoa, blogging the boys, Dallas Cowboys, Brandon Lee Gowden, bleeding green nation, Philadelphia Eagles, and Rob Stats Guerrero, Niners Nation, San Francisco 49ers, are the main reasons, to be honest, the only reasons why I subscribe to this podcast. Let's go. Okay. Great start. My fiance and friends will tell you I'm the pickiest person ever about everything, but I can't recommend Monday Football Monday, the off-day debrief, and the look ahead enough thanks to these three. Look at that. Two-thirds of the common denominators right here. You and I, Stats. If you're going to listen to just one channel during NFL season and off-season two because football is life, am I right? Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show to enjoy listening to RJ, BLG, and Stats all year round. Nothing against the rest of the SB Nation NFL show crew. It's more so that RJ, BLG, and Stats are so incredibly amazing. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. <laughs> not only do they have insightful, helpful, and real-time football analysis, but I really appreciate how honest they are. Instead of the typical fluff or clickbait to share to scare constructive criticism, they aren't afraid to say it like it is and call things out when needed, even when they're discussing their teams. RJ is genuinely hilarious, a fountain of knowledge. For today, I learned random and cool info and brutally honest about his Dallas Cowboys while That's also right. offering thoughtful and unique perspectives of all things NFL. Okay. All right. I'm with this so far. I, well, we're I've not been... done. <laughs> okay. He's so relatable and engaging that I feel like we are actually friends in real life, even though we aren't. 
We are. Don't worry. We That's are, my true. friend. I love BLG's sardonic sense of humor, blatant Eagles homerism, and truly astute insights on the Eagles. I'm not even an Eagles fan. I actually hate them, but I even look Good. forward to his podcast with Jimmy Kemsky on Bleeding Green Nation simply because BLG is that dope, and I always learn so much from him about the Eagles and NFC East. I'm a huge fan of Rob's hot takes perspective and honest football analysis and opinions regarding the 49ers. I honestly didn't even care much about the 49ers until I found stats. And now I'm so invested in Trey Lance. Please trade Jimmy GQ so the Lance era can start. <laughs> wow, this has turned into a novel, which should tell you all you need to know. I literally can't recommend RJ, BLG, and stats enough. P.S. As a bonus, RJ and BLG do a fantastic show on Wednesday's NFC East. Let's go. All right. That is a review, but let it not be said. If you leave a review, we will read it, damn it. That's right. Uh, wow. Um, seriously, uh, super kind words. Thank you so much. I know I speak for stats, obviously, uh, and BLG and saying thank you. Um, it is the sickest thing in the world that we get to do this um, for a living and that we get to talk to each other. Uh, again, speaking for both of them, it's, it's you know, we're, we're, we're great friends. We're pals. We're chums. And so it's fun to, to poke at each other and prod. Uh, and it's it's worked out that we all get to host shows with one another. Um, BLG and I had to invent one uh, for that to happen. Um, and it's better than all the others if we're being honest. The NFC East mixtape, which, by the way, stats, I don't know if you know, if, if you allow me a shameless plug. This week was the true NFC East mixtape. I won't uh, this allow week, you a shameless this plug. This week, Stop BL, you're a company man. This week, BLG and I had on not just Ed Valentine from Big Blue View, but also Brian Sabby from Hogs Haven. All nice. four representatives of the NFC East in one place at one time. It was like no way home. Uh, the moment that that, that, <laughs> that everybody Don't was spoil it. Well, I mean, if, if the DVD's out at this point, like if you haven't seen it, you know, right now it's it's on you. Uh, it was it was very 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 cool. Um, we talked about things that we would hate to see in the draft. And by that, you know, for me, things I would hate to see the Eagles or the Giants or the Commanders do. So it was fun to have everybody's perspective. You can listen to that on any of the NFC East uh, blog podcast networks, Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Hogs Haven, or Big Blue View. Shout out to the best division in the NFL. Uh, we're going to get to the Debo stuff, but I just want to say um, the best compliment you can give was in that review when you said it feels like we are friends in real life. That is the exactly what we are trying to do we we want to have that connection with you and that is the highest compliment you can give us so thank you thank you thank you again like we always say if you take the time to leave a review we will honor that and we will read it on the show so thank you and please 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 keep them coming all right that is the warm and fuzzy portion of the show rj that is officially over now because we have to get to what is going on in san francisco with debo samuel and the 49ers and that's going to dovetail into a larger point about the offseason as a whole that we have. But let's start with what's happening in San Francisco. If you've been living mm. under a rock and you're unaware, Debo Samuel has officially requested a trade from the 49ers. Now, why he's requesting a trade, we don't really know. I don't really buy the official reasons that are out there. And I can get into that if you want, RJ. Reportedly, it's not just about money. It's also about usage. Uh, obviously, Samuel was used a lot as a running back in the last 11 games of the season last year. That, as we know, is a physical pounding. It shortens careers. It's obviously not something you'd want to do if you were a wide receiver, especially because running backs get paid a hell of a lot less than a wide receiver. So you want your career to go on longer so you can get that bag. 
I have plenty to say on this, RJ, but I want your perspective as a total outsider. You're not even involved in the NFC West at all. So what's your view of the situation? So I don't subscribe to the Debo only had one good year take. He's trash. Let him walk. However, I do think it's notable that there's only one real, you know, sort of year of stop production. That's just like a relevant data point to consider in the overall package. I think when you look at if, you know, this offseason, we've seen a handful of wide receiver trades. We've seen, I think the elite ones are Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. I think maybe two or three notches below that is Amari Cooper. I think another notch below that is Robert Woods and Devontae Parker. Um, I think Debo falls somewhere between the tiers uh, that, that belong to Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and Amari Cooper. Like, I think he's in between, um, you know, that that range. I don't know that I believe he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, I understand that he was on pace for an incredible season as just a wide receiver before the season you know, sort of necessitated him being utilized in that way. But a huge selling point to his athleticism is that particular level of utilization. That's being blunt. And I totally understand him not wanting to be used that way. I would advocate for that. I think that's really smart of Debo, but it's just kind of this rock and hard play situation. I think ultimately... The, the takers out there like, oh, running, wide receiver's the new running back, like never pay a wide receiver, blah, blah. I don't know that I feel that way necessarily, but I don't feel like the Raiders or the Dolphins won their trades. In fact, I think they overwhelmingly lost their trades. If you have to give up premium draft capital and pay a wide receiver in today's NFL, I just don't think that that's really worth it. And I don't, I don't think that, you know... If I had to list the top five wide receivers in the NFL, I don't think Debo makes it. Like, I mean, and that's not like a slide wow. against Debo. Well, I mean, here I'm like just off the top of my head, my five would be Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, and I don't know. That fifth is kind of a rotating flavor of the week, whoever's like really, really going off. But it, I don't know that it would be Debo for me. I think Tyreek has a better chance to be ahead of him. Um, so that's tough. And we're, we're, I didn't even include DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I mean? Like there's – there's a lot of dudes, you know, there's a lot of really good wide receivers. And so I understand where Devo's coming from. I understand where San Francisco's coming from. I understand everything here. But um, overall, I think what makes this messy, and I don't want to like get to our other subject too soon, um, is the entire offseason that the 49ers are having. Like that's what makes this look really ugly. It's It sucks in, on its own, but I think in a vacuum, uh, the, the fans of the team Debo plays for, in this case, San Francisco, could understand what's happening. But the totality of it, of it all is what is overwhelming. So a couple of things there. First of all, I think you are shorting Debo Samuel as a wide receiver. He had over 1,400 yards last year on less than 80 catches. That has only happened 10 other times in the history of the NFL. And that's basically with a half year as really a wide receiver because the last 11 games of the season, he was primarily used as a running back. So I think you're sleeping on his ability just as a wide receiver. But I'm stunned that this is where we are with the 49ers because... Oh, I didn't even mention Stephon Diggs. Sorry, like I'm just looking like... I, I, it's, it's hard, man. Like Again, I don't mean to slight Debo, but like there are a lot of really good wide receivers. Yes, there are. Supposedly, Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel would meet Monday and Tuesday for hours to go over the game plan, talk about football, talk about life. There were points last year, I believe one came against the Cowboys in the playoffs. I want to say it was the Cowboys. I think it was, where Debo says to Kyle, yep. give me the ball. And Kyle gives him the ball, and he runs it right in the end zone. Like So they went from that last season in the conference championship game 
to now. That was the the wild card round. Back no, but I know they eventually right, right, got right. to the conference right. championship. Now Debo Samuel is requesting a trade. I don't think it's about usage. I think that may be part of it, but I don't think that hill is big enough for either side to die on. Because if Debo really wanted to be compensated for being a running back, you could put things in the contract, right? 500 grand for 20 carries, a million dollar bonus for 40 carries. You could figure that out, right? Or I don't think Kyle Shanahan is so stubborn that he wants to use Debo as a running back so much that he's willing to lose him over gaining the ability to do that. So I don't think that that's the real sticking point. Right, especially when Kyle Shanahan is Mr. Like, I don't even care who my running back is. Like, just give me random dudes. You know what I mean? Kyle's like Raheem Mostert. Um, I mean, I always forget his name. Who was the rookie last year? Je- not Jeff Mitchell. Elijah uh, Mitchell. Thank you. I don't know why I always think his name is Jeff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's just a, 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 you know, there are so many bodies. There's Trey Sermon still on the team. Like, you know, I, you're right. Right. Like, it's it's a weird thing to think that Kyle is just like, you have to be a running back on my team. You're the new Ty Montgomery. Like, it just right. doesn't make sense. It's not that big of a hill. Like Kyle Shanahan is a great offensive play caller. You really think that he, you know, he can't adjust to that? I find that hard to believe. The only reason Debo was used as a running back so much is because of the injuries they had there. I don't think that's it. I think money's a part of it. Now, it's possible Debo says like, hey, I want $35 million a year. That's possible. Um, But I also saw something from Chris Sims this morning that makes me think that this could be part of it, which is that Debo doesn't want to live in California. I will say that does make a little bit of sense because he never Whataburger's spends. better than in and out too, by the way. Just cool. All clear. He never spends his off seasons in California. The Niners, uh, Trey Lance, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, they're working out with Trey Lance right now. Brand, uh, Debo Samuel's not there. He stays in Florida. That's where he trains, and he always has. And don't forget, he didn't get to pick San Francisco as his team. He got drafted. So maybe there's some validity to that. And if that is the case, man, that should have been the reason first, right? Because doesn't that make the 49ers look so much better? There's nothing they can do about being in California. Instead, this looks terrible for the 49ers because it looks like they've alienated their best offensive skill player or they're just stingy and they don't want to pay him. Like, if the real reason is that he just doesn't want to live in California, somebody screwed up because that's the narrative that should have got out there first because then nobody looks bad in that situation. So... I agree. Uh, bear is barking, by the way. I was on mute. Uh, isn't uh, I think a bear is on the state flag of California, right? Correct. Um, there you go, bear. He he proves. So, um, yes. Back to the review, by the way. Every show you've done this week on the SB Nation NFL show has featured a dog of some kind. Um, first that's it was true. Lemon, now it was Bear. So that's just like, you know, something that you have going on in your life here. <laughs> I think I think that's dumb. I don't think there's anywhere in the world that I would not live if the job and the compensation made sense. I used to feel this way. Like, I used to think, like, man, it would really suck to play, like, in Cincinnati or um, Buffalo if you don't like the weather or something like that. But, like, man, there's, like... They got targets everywhere. They got Chipotle's everywhere. Like no, I would be fine. Man. Like it, it's You're like crazy. It's so it's so silly. And like I know state income tax. Like at that level, with that level of money, it's I don't I don't view like that is not worth like but name a player in a sport that has moved because of where they are playing. Here's the thing, RJ. He can get the money that he's going to make from San Francisco from any of the other teams, pretty much. So it's not like well, if you play for the 49ers, you're going to make so much more money than anywhere else that you should just shut up and deal with living in California. Instead, he knows he's going to get similar money from the 49ers or, you know, throw your team in there. The Jets, the 
Packers, the Chiefs, whoever would make the trade, the money is going to come down to similar because the contract structure is pretty much there. We know the market for wide receivers, considering what the deals were that were made. So the, the contract is going to be the contract, regardless of what uniform he's putting on. The mail truck is here, so everybody is aware. Um, and Bear let us all know that. I just think that's dumb. Like, I again, it's... Okay, fine. You like he can live in Florida. Like you know, like he doesn't have to live. Like wh- like again, why the state? Like you really think the state income tax is the driving force here? Why he's gonna like freak out? Like I don't. Maybe like, he's I, got family in Florida and he doesn't want to live away from family. Whatever the he's reason. He's been doing it this whole time. You know Everybody what I mean? Everybody like, turns down jobs because of where they are. Especially you. You don't even know. Wait till your son gets a little bit older. Location matters, man. What if you had I, to take a job? You live pretty close to your parents, right? I do, and I that's I believe this is like a possible factor. I don't I like. I'm not saying like, oh, there's zero percent chance that this is a real thing. That's not my point. I'm saying I think it is way less likely than that he doesn't like how he's being utilized. That maybe Kyle Shanahan wants to use him a little bit more. I don't think Kyle's willing to die on that hill. So that's like the, the most logical answer for me isn't the usage thing, it, but that makes more sense than the, the location thing, the geographical thing. The most logical thing is money. It's like, what can I come, what, what story can we sell so that we can get more money? What can we do to get more money? And part of that includes tying yourself to one particular team in the NFL that is located in a state with no state income tax. Maybe it all goes into the stew, right? I think it's all part of it. Money's probably the biggest issue, but it could be like, hey, California has a high state income tax. I don't really want to live here. So pay me more money to compensate for that. Like, so there's jobs. That, that must we be why Tom Brady didn't choose the 49ers. There, he did choose the 49ers. They didn't choose him. Uh, there's all jobs that we would turn down, right? Because of location. But at some point, the salary that they would offer you is just so above and beyond anything you expected at some point you'd be like okay we would move right like what is this what is the state you would least like to live in of all 50 uh probably either florida or texas you have got to be lying that has the that is honestly maybe your worst take of all time okay well i mean you asked my how can i be lying it's my opinion it's dumb it doesn't make sense it's a dumb opinion it's so dumb that you have to be lying you're lying to yourself why there's no state income tax. The weather is awesome. Like, I mean, it's warm. It's sunny. That's the reason I don't want to live there. <laughs> uh, okay, well, that's fine. But um, it makes sense. I was thinking like like Montana. Like what's there to do in Montana? Like, you know, like I've seen Yellowstone. That's all it really has to offer. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, they, Montana wouldn't be high on my list, but you said least. Yeah, I mean, like Montana, Idaho, Iowa, like I'm anything a, that's in, in that cluster, you know. I'm an inside cat. I'm not an outdoors guy. So Montana, the biggest draw to Montana would not do anything for me. So, um, but I wrote something for Niners nation this morning, RJ. What if San Francisco, cause they don't want to, if they're, if they have to trade Debo Samuel, they don't want to trade him in the NFC, especially to a team like the Packers, who they know they're probably going to play this year in the playoffs. What if they call up Tennessee and they say, look, you got a disgruntled wide receiver. We have a disgruntled wide receiver. They're both represented by the same agent in Tory Dandy. Let's kill two birds with one stone. One for one trade, straight up. Debo gets out of California. Samuel gets a uh, Sam, uh, AJ Brown gets a new contract. Everybody's happy, right? And then if you're the 49ers, that's kind of a soft landing. Like you save face a little bit. Like yeah, we lost Debo, but here's AJ Brown. Like you could do a hell of a lot worse if you're trading Debo Samuel. 
That's a nice pipe dream. Was the, what was the wide receiver for wide receiver trade that they made with Kansas City? John Baldwin. Wasn't that another oh, AJ? for AJ Jenkins. Good God. So it, uh, but another AJ. Like, it would be another wide receiver for wide receiver trade for another AJ. That Hey. I mean, there's a slight difference between the two. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's there's precedent. It's all, you know, it's what matters here. Um, not happening, Stats. I think this ends with deep. Because, like, now you're, like, speculating on the situation for AJ in Tennessee. This ends, most logically, with Debo getting traded to the Jets because they were in on the Tyreek Hill sweepstakes. But if, if usage is really part of it, uh, well, guess what? The Jets coaching staff is like 49ers East. The coaching staff most likely to use Debo like Kyle Shanahan is probably the Jets coaching staff. So if usage is really a part of it, Debo could say, I'm not signing an extension with the Jets. And then guess what? That deal ain't, ain't happening. I'm here for the take, though, uh, of Debo going to the Jets. The, the take becoming, well, Robert Sala was clearly like the best leader on the Niners staff because Debo would rather play for him <laughs> than Kyle Shanahan. Like I, I would love that energy. Like I do think there's some of that, like with Dan Quinn and Pete Carroll, like maybe Dan Quinn's a little bit more like likable on the surface than Pete Carroll. So like that exists in Seattle. Um, and now like with Dan Quinn having success in Dallas, it's perpetuated a little bit more, but I would love to see that happen. But I mean, I like I know that the, who are the teams that were thrown out uh, by NFL Network? It was the Chiefs, the Packers, which is silly because it's like you've committed to this other path of, you know, building your wide receiver room. Just commit to that. The Lions, right, were mentioned and uh, and the Jets. So Debo, fine. Go to Detroit, dude. Enjoy. Uh, Miguel Cabrera will get 3000 hits. That's the most exciting thing happening there right now. You think California is bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to cold winters in Detroit. <laughs> um. um but I don't, I mean, the A.J. Brown thing is a pipe dream. I'm sorry, Stats. I don't understand. Why is that such a pipe dream? A.J. Brown scrubbed his social media. What, like, yeah, how is that's this like such the a thing to do? Like, I mean, I, like, I don't take that seriously. Okay, also, A.J. AJ isn't, isn't openly flirting with the idea of another team at the very Hold least. on. You say don't take social media seriously. Guess when Debo made his trade request to the 49ers? Right when he scrubbed his social media. So like that stuff matters, man. No, that- no, no. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying that like just like it's so commonplace now, like the scrubbing of, of things that like that on its on its own is like an empty threat. You got to do more. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. Debo went farther. Debo liked the tweet connecting him to the Dallas Cowboys. AJ has yet to do that. So Debo is more dug in than AJ is right now. Maybe, but like clearly AJ is not happy. And if you're the if you're Tennessee, it's the same boat as the 49ers, right? Hey, we traded AJ Brown. That stinks. Guess what? We got Debo Samuel. But I just feel like it allows everybody to save face, and I think that that is a big part of this. Especially- I think that it is it is the path of least resistance to the Niners saving face. So you have convinced yourself that it's very possible and very likely when it's not. I don't. What is so unlikely about it? Is Tennessee going to refuse to do the deal? What if they're refusing to do a deal with AJ Brown? Why would they do a deal with Debo? Because like maybe, what, like maybe like, AJ they, wants more money than Debo Samuel. Who knows? So the Niners are going to pay him more money than Debo? I don't know. Maybe That's what I'm saying. Like the problem, like, with, like, the problem so, with the 49ers reportedly isn't that they're not willing to spend money. So I, I don't think it's like a pipe dream. Maybe it doesn't happen, but I don't think it's like this wild scenario that I've concocted because of my Niner homerism. I don't think it's likely. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 
Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I, I mean, all of this, though, is so complicated, I think, like, for to the, like, outside person by the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, the presence of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, why? Like, what, like the, the Niners <laughs> feel like, like, no, but let's, it's like, get your house in order. Like, the Titans, at the very least, have that going on. Like, we know what the situation is there with them. They had a brief flirtation with Aaron Rodgers, which is totally understandable because he's Aaron Rodgers, but, like, Again, I don't understand anything that the Niners like. I can't find a direction for them, which is why I can't make AJ Brown make sense because I don't know what they want to make sense. Well, okay, so that dovetails into the larger point that we're going to get into because you said to me at the time yesterday, and I totally agreed that I think the 49ers are having an absolute dumpster fire of an offseason. And I said this on our emergency podcast for Niners Nation yesterday. The Niners had four big things to do this offseason and these are in no particular order but here's what they were one dump jimmy garoppolo two resign debo samuel three resign nick bosa four bolster the roster load up to support trey lance while he's on his rookie contract and guess what the 49ers have done none of those things they are oh for four in a time when the NFC as a conference is as weak as we have ever seen it. And instead the 49ers have chosen to cut off their nose to spite their face and they're going to pay for it in 2022. Um, I know that the like Niner Kool-Aid drinker take here um, has been, Oh, y'all are freaking out. The Niners like to get deals done late around training camp. Um, I know your Niners Nation co-host Levin uh, tweeted out the dates of different deals that have been done, like for uh, George Kittle and I forget all the other players, but um, they were all like in March and February and things like that. Uh, so, um, I, again, like I can understand in vacuums why the Debo deal is not done. Maybe he just wants a lot of money. Why the Nick Bosa deal is not done. Maybe he just wants a lot of money. It, that's that's not an easy thing to pull off. Again, it's it's easy to sit here and say, like, pay them all the money, whatever, blah, blah. Um, but you need to. Like, that would be and, – and doing doing those two things would be part of your fourth thing. I know that they weren't, like, a, a ranking for you or, like, an order, but they would be part of bolstering the roster. You have, San Francisco, the most enviable position – that any NFL team wants to be in. You yep. have the quarterback on their rookie contract. And what I hated, 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 hated stats that the Dallas Cowboys did with Tony Romo, whose birthday is actually today, incidentally, hey. is they not 
Well, so, I mean, and that was different. I actually give them less flack than I give the Niners here because they kind of stumbled into Dak, right? Like, it wasn't the plan. Like, Romo got hurt. Dak was this thing. And then they just kind of act or had to act. And so they cut Tony Romo in the spring of 2017, and they designated him a post-June 1st cap hit. And that pissed me off so much because it was like, why are you damaging two years of your salary cap? Just eat it all right now so that you can load up next year, which would have been 2018 at the time, with Dak Prescott on this pennies-level rookie contract. And they didn't do that. Incidentally, a different Eastern Illinois quarterback here in Jimmy Garoppolo is, is like, hindering his team <laughs> in the same way. I just don't I – don't, I don't know why. I, I, I mean, th- what makes it so much worse is the Niners, like, they didn't, they didn't only make this bed. They, like, put it on their registry when they got married. You know what I mean? Like, they wanted this bed, this mattress, these sheets, this comforter. They, you know, set everything up the way they wanted it to be, and, and they're just, like, dragging their feet. I don't know of another NFL team that has handled their first-round, you know, rookie qu- – not even first-round, but just rookie quarterback in this way in uh, not even the new CBA era because we got a new one two years ago. But, like, since 2011, no team that is, is drafted or found a young quarterback has dragged their feet as much as the 49ers have here. It is, it is actually dumb. It, they are having the worst offseason in the NFL. From the second the 49ers drafted Trey Lance, they have chosen violence at every single opportunity. From not getting Jimmy Garoppolo to then trying to plug Trey Lance in at the beginning of the season, and then the veterans going to Kyle Shanahan and telling him, stop doing that, you're undermining Jimmy Garoppolo, then pulling Lance off the field, essentially stunting a year of his development. Now this offseason, getting totally played by Jimmy Garoppolo when you are about to trade him and then finding out he's having surgery that tanks his trade value. Now alienating Debo Samuel. It is unbelievable Time and time and time again, they have done the wrong thing, and it's a disaster. And and, if- and, and they don't like so like this team is on my list. I have a, a list of five. I know we're not gonna like dive super deep into them because we don't have the time for that. But the Dallas Cowboys are on my list at the yes. very, very, very least. At the very least. The Cowboys have draft capital to work with. It's not premium draft capital, but they have a first-round pick. They have a second-round pick, whatever. They have normal standard draft capital. And every Cowboys fan, those Kool-Aid drinkers are saying, hey, quit freaking out about free agency. Just wait till the draft. They always draft for the world. The Niners don't even have that. They don't even have that avenue to, to use like in a legitimate sense because of everything they gave up to trade up for Trey Lance. Well, they, they have draft picks. They don't have a first-round pick, but they do yeah, have but that, nine picks, I believe. I mean, still, though, that means nothing. Like, they don't have a first-round pick. That's your way to get a bona fide starter right now to help you out. So th- they didn't participate heavily in free agency. They don't have a first-round pick. There is no new impact player joining the roster this season. And that's the shame because that's exactly what you should be able to add when you're supposed to unload a quarterback that's making $26 million. That's what you can do. And all these people that sit around and say that Jimmy Garoppolo's contract didn't affect what they did in free agency, it's absurd. It's a salary cap league, and you could potentially have $26 million extra dollars. Go ask every other team in the NFL, do you like an extra $26 million bucks? You think any of them are going to say no? Hell well, no. Oh, you it's know, absurd. it's it's already difficult to get people to play for the 49ers because living in California is apparently so terrible. So when you have $26 million less to work with, you're making it all the more difficult for yourself. Um, so, yeah, the Niners, I think far and away – again, it is – if you are ruining your own quarterback situation – 
on 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 the just because of that, you are having the worst offseason in the NFL. That's what the Niners are doing. When you factor in the Debo thing, the fact that Nick Bosa doesn't have a deal, like that sucks, but like that can be resolved. Obviously a deal can just be yeah. struck or they could tag him. Like again, it's not the end of the world. But I mean, you know, the Jimmy thing, again, like and like you know, at least Romo, and again, I'm not trying to like defend the Cowboys here by any means, but he was this like franchise legend and icon and, you know, older and had given so much and sacrificed and everything like that. Like, so there was this kind of reason to, you know, you know, to, to just, you know, acquiesce to him, make it a soft landing for the end of his career. Like, what is Jimmy? Like, he sucks. Like, like the, the reason the Niners <laughs> don't have a six Lombardi trophy is because of him. Like, he sucks and i hate to say that i know there are niners fans who stand for him but man i also think stats um just to highlight how bad this offseason is for the niners i told you this when the debo news popped up we talk so much about windows and things like that the niners best chance for a window in your adult life or their best opportunity to win a super bowl was last year in your adult life and i don't know when it will get that good again if jaquiski tart pronounce this correctly right jaquiski Jaquaski, thank you very much. If he does not drop that interception, the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Like that, they they win the Super Bowl if that happens. They there's no way they lose to the Bengals. They win the Super Bowl. Like that is a moment. You think the I always forget his name too. Kyle Williams, who who had the punt? Kyle I know he's talked about this. Boy, what a great day this is for me. <laughs> you think that that is like the biggest haunting memory of your life. I think, I, I don't know that they beat the, uh, you know, the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I don't know if the 2011 Niners do, but the Niners of last year definitely won the Super Bowl. I mean, they absolutely do. And that makes the Jimmy stuff and everything worth it. Even if Debo gets traded or whatever, it's all worth it because you got your chip. But yep. like, but that, that tart dropped interception, I think when we look back on it in 20, 30 years, is the most like what if moment in San Francisco 49ers history. I don't know about that. There was a lot of time left in that fourth quarter, and they have a quarterback that loves to give the ball right back. Yeah, but back Sean McVay would have Sean, Sean been a coward about it. Like, you know, Maybe. Uh, definitely. Don't forget, they were also on the six-yard line in the Super Bowl against the Ravens in 2012 and had four chances to score and didn't do it. So there's also that that I have to live with. Uh, let's go beyond the 49ers, though. Let's get to some other teams having a bad offseason. I think your Dallas Cowboys, not the worst, but they are up there. Because I have I a list. So they came in fourth on my list, just so okay. you're This is how I look at it. If you have an offseason and I look at your team and I say, I don't think you're better in a single area than you were last year, that's a bad offseason. And I look at the Cowboys and I'm like, where are they better than they were? And is there a single spot? You obviously cover them, so you would know better than me. But if there is, I can't find it. The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> there's... They're worse. They don't have Amari Cooper, but they have some precious cap space. They had the Randy <laughs> Gregory thing blow up in their face, which was embarrassing besides the fact that they lost him. Um, they cut Lyle Collins because he pissed them off. Um, they let Connor Williams walk in free agency. And a lot of Cowboys fans are happy about that. He was heavily penalized last year. I really think that they are going to miss him. I mean, they, it's very possible they draft a guard in the first round this year, and so like they don't re really miss him. But like, I think he was better than people that are willing to give him credit for. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know how that is. Like, there's once somebody becomes like the punching bag for a team, like Con it's just like, oh, Connor again, Connor yep. again, and like so people really hated him. Um, they did not lose Demarcus Lawrence, so I'll give them credit for that. They did not really pursue Bobby Wagner. Um, they are worse right now. But the reason, and this is unfair, but it's just the reality of things, the reason they are not in the top three of my worst offseasons is because they play in the NFC East. And <laughs> they got better in that Carson Wentz is now on the Commanders. <laughs> the Giants didn't do anything. The Eagles are going to run it back with Jalen Hurts. And I understand why Like, there's logic in that for the, the long term. But I don't see 
how other than historical precedents the Cowboys don't win the NFC East this year. So I think like they're still sitting pretty, but it has nothing to do with what they have done themselves. Uh, they typically do draft somewhat well, and so that shoe still has to drop. So I think you still, you know, you do kind of have to give them that. Um, they're definitely in the top five, but they're number four on my list. That's fair. Uh, I think you have to exclude uh, include external circumstances for sure. Right. Which part of the reason the Niners offseason is so bad, because guess what? The Rams probably got better than than they were last year, or at least they're, they're trying to improve. And uh, I also, this sounds stupid. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Seahawks got better and that, you know, because Russell has tormented you and everything like that. Um, but the Seahawks are committed to a new future and a new wave. And like, so the 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 darkest point of Seahawks football as of late is behind us. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like there are the, we'll the like <laughs> all, I'm, I mean all I'm saying is like we're not quite at dawn, but we're closer to that than we are like the dead of night with that team. Agreed. You have moving on from the best player your franchise has ever had is yeah, that's tough to do, and they're past that now. But so don't tell uh, the Seahawks. What, what did the, the Seahawks Twitter account say? Like one of the best quarterbacks, and one of the like, best quarterbacks. Yeah, again, like Dave I love Craig. <laughs> I, well, and I love Warren Moon, but like you know, let's let's Matt we, can, we can be real here. Yeah, don't sleep on Mister. We want the ball, and we're going to win the game right before he throws the pick. No, six it's and uh, <laughs> it's we want the ball, and we're going to we're going to score. Yeah, yeah. Okay, who else um, is on your list? Well, by the way, Al Harris picked that off uh, Dallas Cowboys staffer, Al Harris. But um, so they are fourth. Do you want to know second, third or fifth? Because San Francisco is number one. Uh, well, ugh, OK, this is weird. I, I, how we've revealed this list is awkward. Give me five, I guess. Five for me and hot take here from me, the Indianapolis Colts. I wow the worst fifth worst offseason dude like the takes are already out like oh the, look at what the Colts have done quietly this offseason the Colts have little like the Colts gave up draft capital not exactly like supremely precious draft capital but for kind of a lateral move at quarterback as far as like functionality of the quarterback I fully acknowledge that Matt Ryan simply by not being Carson Wentz is yes. an improvement because <laughs> he's he's not this like terrible presence in the locker room I get that and that matters but I think he's a lesser player and I like I, I'm not sitting here and telling you that Carson Wentz is amazing he's not he's average but he's like the what 16th or 17th best quarterback in the NFL he really did cut down on the turnovers last year Matt Ryan like at the very 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 least and I've said this many times, and I can't believe like how much it sounds like I'm standing for Carson here, but like he has a level of mobility. Matt Ryan does not. Like there is no like so the Colts are banking on, and, and this is I I I've I've told you this, I've said this many times, people have heard me say it. The 2015 Cowboys built their team as if they could pick right back up where Des caught it at Lambeau Field in the divisional round of the playoffs. You cannot do that. You have to climb the mountain all over again. And you cannot assume that the things you were good at last year, you are going to be good at this coming year. And the Colts are building their team and specifically their offense like that, right? Like, oh, as long as the offensive line just is is great and elite and, and Jonathan Taylor's going to rush for all these yards and he's going to be the, like, no, like that was such a, like, a, a, you know, an exception, an, an albatross sort of thing like that won't happen and then you will have to rely on Matt Ryan and I don't think he's like the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL but he is not fit to carry an NFL team and the Colts the reason they're on this list is not only that they gave up capital for a lateral move but they are lying to themselves more so than most other teams I think I agree that look Matt Ryan his best days are behind him I think they're improved at quarterback because Matt Ryan is not going to make the the self-destruct stupid plays that Carson but he won't even Wentz be does. I don't think they'll be in positions to do that because of him like I I I will say right now the Colts will split with the Texans this year 
Yeah, we'll see. Depends. Apparently, the Texans might get Debo, so who knows? Um, Jonathan Taylor is not going to have as good of a year as he did last year because he had one of the most incredible years we've ever seen from a running back last year. So I agree with you on that. But I also like the addition of Rodney McLeod. I also like the addition of Stephon Gilmore. Those are solid. Again, I'm not saying the Colts had a great offseason. It's just not one of the five worst to me. I have two more, my second and third place. uh, Do you want second or third as you take a swig of water? Second. Thank you for covering for me. Uh, That's all we do, by the way. A moment ago, I don't know if you realized I reached over in front of my laptop. Um, My wife had to jump on a meeting, so I have the baby monitor. Um, So that's (laughs) just kind of uh, how life goes now. That's See, like, that's the thing I love about the SB Nation NFL show. We're all family here. Yeah, but anyway. uh, uh, Second, the Arizona Cardinals. Holy crap. Super bad. Super terrible. (laughs) Like, the same circumstances exist as, like, to qualify for worse offseason, you have to have done nothing and lost things, right? So, like, I don't think Christian Kirk was worth the contract he got. Good for him. But the Cardinals did technically lose him. They didn't really add anybody. They lost Chandler Jones on the defensive side of the ball. They committed not just to Cliff Kingsbury, but Steve Kime. Whoa, what are you doing? And their quarterback hates them. And Kyler is the only person in recent NFL history who tried the, like, unfollow Instagram trend and failed. Like, like everybody else who does that, it works to some degree. Kyler, I think, I don't think enough is made. And we talked about this on Monday Football Monday recently. Like, he is kind of one of the biggest losers of the offseason. He, he is trying, and, and you actually, were, we were slacking about this. You were like, you know, and I don't exactly remember how you put it, but you said something like the Cardinals' reaction to their franchise quarterback wanting out is eh. Like, like they, nobody, like nobody cares that Kyler's like, everybody watch out. I'm going to, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to make a fuss. And everybody's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, Debo wants to be traded. Kyler, like maybe we'll talk about you in the C block, but like, we don't really have time <laughs> right. for it right now. Like literally, <laughs> when have we ever heard of a quarterback saying, I want to get traded. And then we find out that the Cardinals haven't made him a contract offer since then. Like if that is not an indictment of what they think of you, I don't know what is. That's really bad. I really think, and sorry for J.J. Watt here, I think there's no quicker way to, like, make yourself less appealing from, like, a news standpoint than to, to ultimately somehow be connected to the Arizona Cardinals. Like, there's <laughs> no, like, pizzazz that is ever connected to them. Think about it. Like, the mo- like the most exciting moments in Carson Palmer's career from a, like, drama perspective were wanting out of Cincinnati and getting to Oakland, right? Once he went to Arizona, it was like, okay, and like, like if we think about teams who have appeared in the conference championship games in recent history, like there is no more boring one than the 2015 Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, there's just there's nothing with them. There's just no juice. There's no historical precedent to look back on. There's nothing. They have goofy uniforms. They're supposed to get new uniforms. I don't know what the hell happened there. But yeah, it's been a bad offseason for the Cardinals. You re-signed A.J. Green. Yay. And then you know what A.J. Green said? Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of work to be done between my chemistry with me and Kyler Murray. Like, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's the guy you just brought back. You agreed to a contract with Zach Ertz. Okay, that's good. But again, how are you getting better? They are not better in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I honestly trust the Niners to still be better than them, despite all the crap that's happening with San Francisco right now. Like, the, the Cardinals are just that insignificant. And again, like... If you don't improve in general, you're having a terrible offseason. They were awful to finish the season last year. Like, it's dumb to run the same thing back and expect different results, a definition of insanity, obviously. But, like, their, like, results were not good. When you're you know, like, bad, they're, they're like, it's dumb. 
as long as who we will be, as long as we are who we were from September through like early November, we'll be good. No, that's so stupid. Um, so the Cardinals are having the second worst offseason uh, in my mind. So number one belongs to the 49ers, two the Cardinals, four the Cowboys, five the Colts. That's a good list. I have to say I agree with everything on it. Um, I have a number to... three. And then, like to, to finish it off, you didn't All even right. ask. Finish it off then. Well, I think they deserve the least amount of attention, but they are number three. The Chicago Bears. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, and and they kind of get a pass because they're rebuilding. You know, you got a new GM, new coach, whatever. But like, they have this franchise quarterback that you know, big L for me and, and for a lot of people. I know you discussed with Benjamin Solak on the podcast this week. Um, but like, like. Nobody cares. Like, it's like, <laughs> n- like no, th- nobody cares. And like you, you talked about like external circumstances. Aaron Rodgers is back, <sighs> you know, Damn. like I, and, and Mike Zimmer's gone. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, so everyone around you is improving. The lions are further along in the, in their rebuild. Like they're, they're, they're kind of the Seahawks to the, you know, uh, Niners here. Um, and so you're just there. Like all you have, like you mentioned, the Cardinals have no history in the uniforms. Like all you have is your history, your uniforms and the like culture of sports in your city. That's all you got. That's, that's, that's all you got. You have nothing like, can you even name a bear that you would, if, if you had to buy, if your son said, dad, I want a Chicago bears Jersey. It has to be an active player. And they were sold out of Justin Fields. You have to come home with a Jersey right now. You can have anybody on the roster. Who would it be? Oh, uh, Roquan Smith. Okay. That's fine. But man, it took me a minute. <laughs> it really did. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't know what Chicago is doing. Like, you mentioned the history. And, like, yeah, they have history, I guess. But, like, in the modern NFL, they have basically no history. I mean, to me, what I think of the Bears, I think of the fact that Mike Dick, uh, Mike Dick, not Mike Dick. Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus and Gail Sayers never played in a playoff game. That's well, what Dick, I think of Dick Butkus the trashed game. them when he was here on the SB Nation NFL yeah, show with us. I mean, so, but, like, yeah, dude, like, we think of – it's it's weird how like the 85 bears are the sort of like example when whenever you're talking about a good defense and somebody's trying to humble them they're like well they're not the 85 bears like i, I don't know how like they beca- like there are other good defenses like for us to you know use or whatever like and more recent ones like let's just try hey they're not the 2015 broncos you know what i mean like let's just let's just be creative sometimes people but do you realize how long ago that was that was so yeah long that ago, was 37 dude. years ago because that was the year i was born jerk i mean i didn't mean to say it that way <laughs> but like do you know what was 37 years ago in 1985? Well, I can't do the math. I mean, 1946. 46? Yes. That, <laughs> think, of, think about that. That's crazy to like think about the gap of time. Um, I just. Well, here's the other thing about the 85 Bears. I know we're kind of on a tangent here. But it's not like everybody retired after 85 and they lost their defense. They only won oh, yeah, one they were- Super Bowl. They were like better they the next year. Had, yeah. They should have had more. The fact that they only got one Super Bowl out of that is is just like it's a knock on them. It's not a it's not a credit. Like it it, it should have been better in Chicago. They had a Hall of Fame coach. They had Buddy Ryan, one of the greatest defensive coordinators of all time. Like it it didn't work. The Bears to me, uh, Stats and I, again, as an example of our great friendship, uh, have been talking a lot offline lately about baseball. I've gotten more into baseball this year, so we've been uh, kind of going back and forth. By the way, we're you know we're good friends, so you should have bragged that the Mariners beat this you know beat the Astros in the series last week. You know, should have rubbed it in my face. Um, but like the Bears have like a baseball vibe to me. Like when I think of baseball, it's cool and it's fun and it's like a cool afternoon. Um, 
but it's like all like it's generally like historical like baseball does these like you know the clayton kershaw thing i know you were like somebody who thought that was cool but like baseball like ruins fun and that's kind of like who the bears are like they don't really have any fun. like i never have fun watching them like sometimes they win but it's never like in a fun way they have they're in a great city with rabid fans and they just never seem to have their stuff together for basically my adult life except for when they went to the super bowl with rex freaking grossman other than that it's been like nothing for the Bears. So I agree they should be on the list, and that was a good job by you. I am awesome. So one through five, San Francisco, Arizona, Chicago, Dallas, Indianapolis. Good job. I'm too concerned with my 49ers to to combat it anymore. Let me look at the teams really quickly and see if I can come up with anybody else that I think is having a If I had to kick Indy out, I would say Washington. You can like, but that's well, like a forever thing. Like, yeah, yeah, like the, you know, like that's like, you know, anytime you're like playing poker and somebody's like, are Joker's wild? They're always wild. You know what I mean? Like, that's like the night, the, you know, the commanders are always in the mix. If I had to throw one more team, um, just real quick, how could a Joker not be wild? If it's not wild, what is like, it? Yeah, what does it count for? Well, it's like <laughs> it counts. Some people play that it counts for one. Like I said, if, like it's a one instead of like a two. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think like, that's a thing. Um, I guess you could argue the Saints. Um, and and like when you factor in the loss of Sean Payton, and then when you like if you're if you're a Saints fan and, and if you believe that he was connected to Brady and the Dolphins thing, and he's already connected to the Cowboys, it's like man, he just hates us. Like this sucks. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> but I mean, so yeah, maybe the Saints. I I well, actually you know the Falcons. Saints. I think I think the Falcons are number five. Um, and and because and to be very clear, I think every fan base should have reacted the way that Falcons did in the aftermath of their team being connected to Deshaun Watson. But like, the Falcons have legitimately lost a sector of their fan base, and and like the thing, the whole situation blew up so much in their face that they lost their franchise quarterback. And, and like it, it all happened like overnight. You know what I mean? And the Calvin Ridley thing, like that wasn't their fault. But you know what I mean? Like so, actually, I'll kick the Colts out and put Matt, the Falcons in. They lost the best quarterback they've ever had. Matt Ryan's the best quarterback in Falcons history. He's better than Michael Vick. People are not going to want to admit that. Matt Ryan dwarfs Michael Vick. I, I really think that Matt Ryan is not valued enough because Matt Ryan also saved the franchise in the After aftermath Michael of the Vick. Michael Vick situation. Um, and I mean, you also think about like, I mean, some of this is just like the generation, but like the, like Matt Ryan has played with some like Falcons legends. Like, I mean, obviously played with Tony Gonzalez, but Algie Crumpler was amazing. And people remember Roddy White and Julio, obviously, but Michael Turner was awesome for a minute. Like, you know, there were so many awesome Falcons, and they made it to multiple NFC Championship games. They obviously lost one to your Niners. I really thought they were going to win that game. But, man, um, yeah, this is a tough scene. And their uniforms, like, now you just have bad uniforms. You have a cool <laughs> sta- like you have a cool stadium that a soccer team plays in. That's how I feel about them right now. Not only did they lose the NFC Championship game to the Niners, it was the biggest lead blown in an NFC Championship game in history. So just how unlike the Falcons franchise at home, they lost it too. just throwing that out there. Uh, All right. So that's going to do it for this edition of the look ahead. Again, rate review, follow the SB Nation NFL. Uh, Sorry, I I have one one quick question. Do you think that the Falcons had they won Super Bowl 51? Do you think that they would have changed uniforms a few years later the way they did? I don't think so, because I, I, I hate their. New, I miss their old ones, um, but like the Patriots, I don't like. And I, people have made had this take before, but like I don't think they keep the flying Elvis if not for the like early dynasty. 
But like that's their thing now. Like they can't change logos. You know what I mean? Because like it's so I would love iconic. To see Patriot Pat come back. What are you talking but, about? No, but that's but like because the like the Flying Elvis became so synonymous with like greatness. Like they couldn't change. So that I think if the Falcons win that Super Bowl and if they defeat the the Flying Elvis and everything like that, like it's their first one in franchise history. Like I don't think they change uniforms. There's no How way. do the Falcons have red, black, and white as their colors and they can't come up with a good uniform? It's unbelievable. You know, not a not a popular take these days, but the Bengals are in a similar boat. Like orange, black, and white is not as cool, but like they have some strong colors, and I hate their uniforms. Like, yeah, they. I, and I've I've said before, it looks dumb when they wear the black jerseys and the stripes are orange, because on the helmet it's an orange helmet with black stripes. The stripes are black. The stripes on a Bengali tiger are black. They're not orange. I'm sorry. No matter how much you want them to be, they're not. The best Bengals jersey is the one with no orange in it. The white and the black. That one's but awesome. That's dumb because, like, orange is their primary color. Like, I understand well, your point from an aesthetic perspective, but, like, right. it, it, it's just, like, again, this isn't a hard thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, you have great <laughs> colors to work with. Car- the Cardinals have red, black, and white, too, and they can't. The Cardinals have a great helmet. I love their helmet. But it's like, yeah. dude, get a cool uniform. Like, it's not hard. It's amazing how some teams consistently struggle to do it. And then you've got the Chargers, who've never had a bad uniform ever. On the subject of baseball, you said the Houston Astros have never had a bad uniform ever. Almost never. They, they seem to consistently kill it. You see, some teams know what they're doing. Anyway, now's the perfect time to subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. We have a ton of great stuff coming up for you, and it all starts this Friday with our <clears throat> NFL draft coverage, our, commu- our uh, digital row. We are going to have interviews with Amy Trask, former CEO of the Raiders. Dane Brugler of The Athletics going to come on to help me preview the draft. And then next week, our draft coverage really kicks up into high gear. We are going to go through every division. RJ, you and BLG have helped me out with that. You're breaking down the NFC East. We're going to have guests from all of our team communities on. It is going to be a hell of a week. Subscribe now to the SB Nation NFL show. Make sure you don't miss it. Stats, I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, I hope you have just an incredible time. I hope that you... Have a great dinner tonight. Um, yes, yes, yes. You're all very oh, hopeful. Um, you did not publicly say this, but you did text me when you watched it. Billions was a, or McMillions was a great recommendation by me. Yeah, we've said that already on the air. I know. I just really how like much to get credit, credit do you want for that? A lot. You recommend inf- one good documentary, and you think you're like Roger Ebert. Well, you know, sometimes you don't even hurt. know who Roger Ebert is, do you? I don't, Stats. I don't. Okay. So. Do some homework. Enjoy your day, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.